What up, doe? It's your boy Low Gross, also known as Uncle Skeetar, and we back. I know it's been a minute, but I decided to come back with the Skeetar Listening Series, brought to you by Inaudible Ruckus. I got a very, very, very special guest for y'all tonight, man. H-Town legend, Lil Flip, decided to join us, man. One of the real OGs in Southern hip-hop, man, so y'all make sure y'all keep it locked. We about to talk about his music, some new music that he got coming out, and all his business ventures on the side. And he about to just put us up on game, man, like an OG supposed to. So y'all keep it locked here. And audible ruckus, motherfucker. Alright y'all, I got a very special guest on the show tonight, man. It's an H-Town legend, one of the most prolific artists. Google that shit if you don't know. Prolific artist and a trailblazer from the South, man. Lil Flip, what up, though? What's up, my guy? How you doing, man? Oh, man, bless, man. Working smart now, hold on, man. No, hey, that's the way to go. So first off, man, I want to uh, I wanna thank you for taking the time. You know what I'm saying? As we was talking a little bit offline, I know you're a busy man and all, but I mean, it, I'm just glad to have you on the show, man. We all about covering the underground, right? And you're the king, one of the kings of the underground, you know what I'm saying? At least that's where you started at, but you know what I'm saying? You achieved a lot of success and a lot of accolades, so I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got to like cover that before we get off into anything else, you know what I'm saying? First and foremost. Man, I'm with it, man. Let's do it, yeah. At the mixtape game, I started out battling. And then, you know, I, I was freestyling doing all these battles. And I bumped into DJ Screw, and he put me in a screwed-up clique. I was the youngest. I'm still the youngest. Mm -hmm. The youngest member in a screwed-up clique. And he crowned me the freestyle king, man. So, so can I ask you then, what was that like that... um. Cause I, I like growing up wise, I was I was young, but I hung out with a lot of old heads. A lot of that stuff you learn it before you 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 learn a lot of stuff early on, so that you kind of able to dodge the the pitfalls and stuff that other people that's maybe in your age range might fall victim to. Did you experience that, like being so young in the camp? Well, not really, because my whole family do music already. Music okay. And movies and actors, so I was already. Hustler, right? And so, like, I've, I've mentioned on my show, man, we drop every week an Audible Ruckus podcast. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Inaudibles out there listening. But we always, we was talking about Houston artists a while back. I'm big on Houston culture, even being up in Detroit. And I told people this, right? Before the 05 wave hit, right? We, I was born in the late 80s, so I didn't really get hip to Scarface and UGK till later on. But when we was coming of age, the first H-Town artist that we heard was Lil Flip. You know what I'm saying? Because you used to, you had, uh, this is the way we ball. That was the the first one that I remember. And then we had, um, game over. You know what I'm saying? So we was like, who was this nigga? I like, like spitting. Because you was going on there, right? And then I heard you on, I'm a big 3-6 Mafia fan. So I heard you on a lot of those songs and with the David Banner. You had one joint on one of your earlier albums called Represent. That was my shit. I beat up a lot of niggas in college to that song. Um. <laughs> Man, yeah. That, that record, that boy. We used to that record. In Memphis, man, this club called, uh, it was called Denim and Diamonds, and 
Boy, I performed that shit, boy, that go crazy. And you hear that represent record. They told me I can't talk about, man, that shit devil was shit. Yeah, that shit rhyme, man. Um, Riding Spinners, of course, was a classic. That was a classic verse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, iconic, I would say, just because of uh, uh, how popular that song was. Then, um, so my mama, because I told my mama I was interviewing you, and she wanted me to put this in there. So her song was um, that one you had with Chameleon there, uh, Turn It Up. Turn It Up, yeah. She was I'm like, um, the one where you was like, I'm a pimp, so I stay in that mind frame. That's her favorite line from that shit. So shout out to Mama Lo. Shout out to Mama Lo out there. Already appreciate that. And then um, I'm just I'm just I'm just laying the facts for everybody that's listening that that may not be hip with just you know what I'm saying. And then you had uh coming up where that was motivational music, that's gospel music. I liked you on that with Pimp C and Zero R. P. The Pimp C. Yeah, rest in peace to the camp. So I mean. You you had a lot of like hits. You did a lot of features with a lot of people. And and if my memory serves me correct, bro, because I did my research, do you still hold the record for like most features or something like that in the Guinness World Records or something? Yeah, I should be in the first real song. I'm on literally, bro, like five thousand albums. Like literally, like I be doing so many features with artists like all around the world. You know, Yoshi. All times around, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I, I don't discriminate. I feel like if somebody's serious about their craft and they approach me in a real manner, you know what I'm saying, and they be honest about what they can pay, and you know what I mean, I work with them if I feel like they ain't running game. You know right. what I'm saying? Because sometimes people be like, "Yo, man, I ain't really got nothing, man." I'm, and then you know, you, you look out for them, do a verse for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to, man. That's the key to longevity, man. And and one of the things that that I that I wanted to ask you then, like, so seeing the evolution of Southern rap, like, how do you how do you feel about that? Especially knowing that you were one of the ones who, and I only say this because, right? So they always talk about how New York was fading, right? And I'm gonna get back on subject, but I want you to follow me for a second. And they talk about how like the Fat Joes and the Jada Kisses went down south, right? And they was the ones to kind of like cross over. When really you was up there doing songs with Dipset and like in Memphis and, and doing songs with everybody. So how do you feel about the evolution now that Southern rap is kind of like taking over like the game? I think it's dope, you know. I think it's dope, man. You know, every coach pretty much had a time where the spotlight was on them and then it shifts different places. But I feel like the South, we've been having it for a long time. I mean... You know, like, and especially screwed up quick, we influenced a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we influenced the, the double cups. Now, every rapper you know got a double cup. Some of them drinking night quill. Yep. But, you know, everybody want diamonds in their teeth, talking teeth. You know, I, I started that shit like colored stones. But nobody wearing no colored diamonds before I came back. You know what I mean? So, well, you know, I think it's, I think if I've been a dope place, though, man, you know, everybody, you know, respecting everybody's music and. You know, the coaches is merging, you know, everybody's using each other's slang and, and shit like that. So I think the evolution ended up being a great thing because now, you know, East Coast artists, they come to, like, I just went to Nas and Lauren Hill's show the other day, like, okay. you know, so East Coast cast, they come to Houston do shows and down South cast, we go to New York and do shows. So it, it's dope. So, so I got to ask you then. How do you feel? Because you mentioned like with the screwed up sound in the in the culture, and a lot of we didn't realize it then, but like y'all planted the seeds for kind of what the culture is now. When you look at how people like like ASAP Rocky and other artists are kind of uh, influenced by Houston, and I mean even Drake to a certain extent. Uh, how do you feel about the evolution of Houston rap, like going from that screw sound to kind of like a, a, a more party, like even with Travis Scott, let's just say like how he, it's a whole nother wave, but he repping like Mo City and everything. What can you say about the Houston rap scene and its evolution? Man, I think it's dope, man. I think it's dope. 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 I think it's
I think it's dope. You know, shout out to ASAP Rocky, man. He, he influenced by Texas music and 3-6 Mafia and by a little bit of that. And, you know, his flow patterns and his hooks and shit, man. And, you know, I, I got a chance to meet him a few years ago and he showed love, man. And, you know, we chopped it up. And then the next thing I know, his next album came out. He ended up shouting me out of, on his intro. That's and, love. You know, uh, That's love. And then, you know, as far as Drake, yeah, he spent a lot of time in Houston, man. And when when he did his, his uh, Houston Appreciation Weekend, I think the second year, he brought out the whole, you know, uh, well, not the whole Screwed Up Click, but he brought out Screwed Up Click members to perform. And, like, his backdrop was, like, uh, a picture of the DJ Screw's screw shot. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's dope. And then, you know, I, I see what Travis is doing, you know, with his wave, the, the new young wave, the people for next time. So, I think it's dope, man, that Houston, you know, the screw culture is still being utilized. And then, you know, everybody put their own twist to it. And then you got different people being original with their own thing as well. Yeah. Big pot of gumbo. Well, no, it's, it's, um, it's definitely influential. So, I remember I went to school in Ohio, and we had some dudes from Texas there. So, they was, like, showing us... Like how to like um, do the lean and stuff. So the first time I ever tried lean, I never do this shit again ever. Um, I was guess what I was listening to? Rainbow Colors with you and Three Six. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, I'm fucked up. I can't do this shit no more. Like, I was, so it definitely was influential. At least try it once, and you know what I'm saying? You be like, nope, okay, this ain't for me. This is not my thing. But <laughs> it definitely made you want to try it. Yeah, man. First time, man. Nigga, really. Put your ass, man. And, and most people that drink it for the first time, they don't, they don't sip. They don't know the trick to it. Is you gotta sip it. Mm-hmm. You gotta sip it slow. Most people they drink that shit and go, but they just take it to the face. That shit sneak up on you, boy. You know what I Like, man. Never again. Look, drug free for me. Um, but no. So, so. We had to just, I want to get the listeners caught up to speed a little bit. So you have been working on new music. You always stay with new music, you know what I'm saying, whether the, whether you focus on that or not, because I know you got other stuff going on, but we was able to check out this new song, uh, Bitch, I'm the Man. That's featuring MJG and Freon Icy Cole. And this is off your upcoming double CD, right, King Life. And you just had that video drop. That video was hot. I, I do admire this, right? So you mentioned when you, like, do songs with folks and then they run off like, oh, I ain't got the money. And then, like, they start throwing money. In this video, you didn't let the scammers slide at all. So I recommend everybody go to YouTube right now. If you're listening to this, open up a tab. You know what I'm saying? Type in Bitch, I'm the Man by Lil Flip featuring MJG. You know what I'm saying? Free on Icy Cold and check that video out. It's fire. But how did you put that song together? Like, what made you want to go with that concept? Um, the record is just like one of them came up records that, you know, I call them self-esteem records, just make you, shit you want to hear when you're in the club, just turn you up, and, um, uh, I just feel like we should merge the, the age gap between the, the new people, the millennials, like, it's a lot of people that became overnight success and, and just success on social media, and mm-hmm. so what I did I decided to take three of the biggest social media stars, you know, with Dan Rue and Nick Paddywhack, they be doing them skits, Peter Piper, you know, breaking into people's houses, you know, just doing different little things and funny skits. And then we got Nubs, you know, he's a guy, um, he's in the video as well on the hook part with Freon. And then we got a guy by the name of 39 Cents, he's from Louisiana. He be impersonating people on Instagram, you know, I met him mm-hmm. on Instagram, but out of all the people he impersonate, he, do, he, he does my impersonation the best, like, out of everybody, <laughs> craziest shit ever, dog, so I decided to put all three of them in the video and just, like, you know, utilize the hottest social media guys, man, and, and, and that's what we did, man, and we made a movie, you know, the video is like a movie. We got the extended version, and we got you know, the regular version for the people who don't want to sit still for seven minutes. Right, because you know people got ADD now, Flip, man. It's, 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 it's crazy now. Um, yeah. Bitch, I'm the city. Home the man. It's not on you, nigga.
niggas to show who I am. Nigga, the rich, you know I ain't playing. I do what I want, you do what you can. Bitch on the shit, now I'm the man. Still on you niggas to show who I am. Nigga, the rich, you know I ain't playing. I do what I want, you do what you can. Bitch on the shit, now I'm the man. Still on you niggas to show who I am. Nigga, the rich, you know I ain't playing. I do what I want, you do what you can. Bitch on the shit, now I'm the man. Still on you niggas to show who I am. Nigga, the rich, you know I ain't playing. I do what I want, you do what you can. To your vertebrae. I'm in the clover moving 10 birds a day. Then Jarvo pulled up in this slab. I'm faded off of these Laura tabs. Money ain't the issue, we got it. You a pussy ass rapper, we spot it. And if it's worth the bread, we'll put it on your head and then you end up dead cause we mob it. And that tummy gun, give you tummy tucks, we number one, we never run her up. Ain't no dishes in my trap, but my pantry, it got a hundred cups. I pull me some acting, I lay back. My wrist kinda rocky like ASAP. They know my hood wild, they copied our style. My partner screw gone and I hate that. But I'ma hold it down for my OG. Get the guap and stay low key. And I'm with your thought and we OT. I'm a living legend like Kobe. What? Bitch, I'm the shit. Oh, I'm the man. Still on you niggas to show who I am. Nigga, the rich, you know I ain't playing. I do what I want, you do what you I can. Bitch, I'm the shit. Oh, I'm the man. Still on you niggas to show who I am. You are also, you have a documentary that's accompanying. The album, correct? King Life? Correct. Correct. And what I'm doing, I'm dropping a four EPs before I drop the album. The album, King Life, comes out March 2nd. What I'm dropping, as far as the EPs, I'm dropping the KEP. And uh, we put out the K Doc. So to the fans listening, y'all can go to YouTube, type in Lil Flip, the K Doc. And uh, it basically showed the making of the records that I'm actually putting on the KEP. And then after that, I'm going to drop the IEP. Then I'm going to drop the IDOC. Then I'm going to drop the NEP. Then the G. It's going to spell out the word King. Okay. I actually got a, I got a part two to the K-Doc. You know, we got some little footage that, so I might put out the K-Doc part two. Pretty, pretty soon. So I'm just kind of mapping it out. But, yeah, you know, you know yeah. how it is. I mean, it's... You got it's, so much footage. I read it. Like, it was... It, like, I, I'm reading between the lines on it. It's strategic as fuck once. One. Okay, two, like, I like that, you know, we live in an age now that's different. Before, like, I grew up, you had to read the Double XL magazines, the Source magazines and stuff. So now with Instagram, you kind of get to, like, see and connect with your favorite artists outside of just their music, right? But even with the documentary, you get to see, like, the human side of, of folks. And I say that, like, you know what I mean by that. Like, well, we just see, like, the, the change in the car stuff. But to see you just kicking it, like, everyday folks, you know what I'm saying, up at Timmy Chan's and everything, just kicking it, shouting out people in the hood, showing love and stuff. Like, that's a, that, to me, that let me know, like, man, Flip a real dude. Like, and, and they love Flip. And people need to see that stuff because, you know, nowadays we can put on these facades and stuff on social media. You don't know what to believe no more. Yeah, nah, exactly, man. You know, some people, they can't go to their own hood, man. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. You got two kind of kings. You got a king of the people. Yeah. And then you got you got kings that's tyrants. And they feel like they better than people. And I don't care myself like that, man. You can't take the money with you, man. I show respect, you know, to everybody, man. My grandma told me even the dog deserves respect. Yeah, most definitely, man. Look, look, hey, them wise words. I, I knew you was going to drop game on here, man. That, that, so if you're listening out there right now, just keep a little notepad for these, for these little quotables and stuff, man, because it's going to help you get through life. I'm, I'm definitely soaking up game. So I do want to ask you then, on this album, right, so it's because it's so divided up, what artists are you working with? Do you have some new, some newer artists that you kind of like showing love to on there and letting them get a, and letting them get some shine? Like who's gonna be on the, on this album and on the different projects? Well, I got the legendary hookmaker by the name of Big Key. He's the one for that for that classic Texas record, Luna Bill, Jack Carla. So we actually we made that record. The next single coming out after Bitch on the Man is actually called Baller. We remade that, that classic track. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Record we, yeah, I got Gangsta Blue on the record. I got Troy Ave on the record. I got, uh, well, so I got King Lil G from the West Coast. Um, I got a new artist named Kev from Chicago. He owned it. Um, I'm working on the track. Then I'm going to get Jay the Kiss on with DJ Premier. It's not done yet. Um, I got a track I spit the Twisted. I'm still waiting on that verse. 
I'm a follow up with him in a couple of days. Okay. I might see him. I might see him again. But um, unless I got on this shit, uh. Sound like you going? Sound like you you doing what Flip do, man? That universal reach, man. You got a little bit of everybody on here. Yeah, I'm not supposed to get in the studio with Dave Tobin. Um, real, real soon. I got I got Beat King on the record. We got a crazy strip club record. She okay. crazy. Okay. Um, same thing. I'm I'm not gonna overdo it with the features though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. most of the time, artists be having so many people on their albums that she turns to compilations. Yep. Yeah, so you know. So it's sound, it sound like them nineteen nineties uh posse cuts where you let the whole the whole label just get on and everybody even your little cousin who don't wanna like he don't rap but he kinda rap a little bit so you let him get a sixteen, like <laughs> Right, exactly. So let me ask you this then, right? With some of the newer artists, right? And, and and we gotta dive off into like your heritage, so to speak. With some of these newer artists, do you haze them and like put them through a gauntlet where they gotta like battle rap in a room full of rappers? Um, I don't, I don't do it like that, but I put them on the spot. You know, like I mean, I go, I go in and Like you a quarterback, man. You you gotta lead the squad, so it's like, all right, I gotta see like how I like Tom Brady almost. I gotta see what their strengths are and put them in a situation to succeed. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely yeah, That's the position I played. I played quarterback. I played running back, safety, and kicker. And then baseball, I was center field. And basketball, I was point guard. Okay, so that means you was fast then. That means you had the wheels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I just. Understand, like, teamwork, man. You gotta, yep. you gotta deal with your, your linebackers different. You got from how you deal with you, you know, your, your uh, center. Yep. Yeah, you gotta know, like, where to pass it at. If you're a shooter, like, you sometimes you pass it at a certain part, like, in the little pocket. So all he gotta do is lift up and shoot. He ain't gotta do much. Yep. He already in the motion. That's a point guard, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Now, I did ask you this question, though, right? Because I read somewhere that you have your own battle rap league so can you tell us a little bit about that yeah yeah i got my own my own it's called little flip rap battle league man and like i said i started off battle rap mm-hmm. and one of my partners is a guy by the name of disaster he's in eminem's new movie called body he's one of the lead characters and i actually feel like disaster is one of the best Battle rappers out there, man. He's dope. He can write bars and he can freestyle at the same time, man. And me and him, we got records and songs together. And we're going around the world. We go have battles in different cities and get representatives out of different cities. And then once we get about three to four, five maybe, in each state, then we go through the champ. We go get the champ of the state. And okay. then once we get representatives from each state, then we go try to do the battle who the champion of the United States. And then once we get that chance, then we go go to other countries, man. So we we got to mix that shit up, man. Okay. Oh, and I, I, I'm I'm um so again being from Detroit, I remember when Eight Mile came out, and that became like the everybody wanted to battle rap. I used to battle rap a little bit because everybody went through that Hooper phase, and everybody went through that rapper phase. Only the talented ones stuck with it, right? I realized shortly after, like, all right, I ain't gonna be no rapper. But I used to talk my hawk niggas in the hallway, man. Metaphorically speaking, like like. Because battle rap was real big, and I think that, and, and I want to ask you this then, when you battle rapping, you got to be quick on your feet, you got to be able to read the room, and it sounded to me like you good at doing that, and then you got to be able to put the bars together, so like, what's, what's just give us like one or two, maybe even three tips that you would give to somebody out there that want to be a battle rapper? Don't, you ain't got to give them your secrets, but like, give them like a couple little things that would help them like, be, be better at it. Well, my main thing... It, it's two ways people battle. 
like the way we battled, we battled our freestyle. You know what I'm saying? We went off the top of the head, but the way they battle now is they remember they bars and shit. So, you know, my advice to a person that's so bad a period, man, I feel like you need to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be a one-trick pony. And that's why I feel like this guy should tell his fuck if he can remember rhymes as well as come off the top. Um, another tip is, like, you got to study your opponent. You got to know. You got to go back to all their battles. See what they do. See what they... They have it, though. See what their weaknesses are. And then the third one, you know, don't take that shit for granted. And, you know, you got to study the room and study the crowd. And sometimes including people, you know, that's in the crowd in your rhymes. Yep. You know, man, it just makes the crowd like, oh, shit, he put me in there. Like, those people, they're going to rewind their battle and show their friends. Yeah. You see these bodies? I don't know, Phil. I don't know. I have not, okay. I gotta ask you this. You a battle rapper, so I can ask you this question. Cause I mentioned this before to some niggas. So I was in one battle one time, right? Now you tell me if this makes sense or not, right? I said I'm not a dumb nigga, but I'm the one that point nines, and it went over everybody's head. Nobody got it. Yeah, man. I mean, sometimes people be just so hyped, and then sometimes people be just on favoritism. You know, I think it was favoritism. I'm voting favoritism. I'm going with favoritism. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes people have their whole hood, you know, there, and whatever they got, they'll say, they can be like, ooh, you know, so it, it's just different ways, man. There's sometimes people be on that drunk. Hey, baby, just <laughs> man, I, I don't know, cause it's like it's like, you, you, cause you go off the crowd reaction, like you said, and you know you hitting them with your best shit, and then everybody in the audience just sitting there like, huh, what? Anyway. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your artist, Freon Icy Cole. He was uh, featured on the Bitch on the Man. So tell us a little bit about him. Like, how did y'all link? And, and, and how did you bring him to the label? Man, I met him through one of my in-house producers. You know, I got, I got a team of about five or six in-house producers, man. One of my producers, man, actually from the B, man, Red City, he called his fuck. Okay. Um, but yeah, I met him through this guy named Havoc. He's a producer that I fuck with. And he just told me that I got this dude, he called, you gotta see him perform. And I saw him perform, and man, that dude was super dope as fuck. Like, super dope as fuck, and his energy was right as well, so. Yeah, the energy you know. was on point. It definitely like, and I saw in your documentary, so uh, the, the first one, the first one that you released, I saw him playing the piano. And it, I was like, that's real talent right there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that can do all, like, the instrumentation and stuff. Like, only, like, you know the real musicians when they can do stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's what, another thing I think was dope. You know, he can play the piano. He play the drums. You know, I play the drums. I play the piano. So, I mean, yeah, and I put, I put him on, on the spot numerous times to come up with hooks and shit. And he, mm-hmm. he ain't let me down. You know, and I, and I ain't gonna say he ain't let me down yet, cause that'll mean I, I'm a doubter. Yeah. He ain't let me down. So, shit. Well, see, cause so, so we got we got this one song, man. Uh, bring the band by him, and I thought, man, it's catchy. Is is it's got that nice little bounce to it and stuff. Tell us about that. Like, did you have a hand? Were you in the studio sitting when he made that? Like, what was your thoughts when you heard it? Man, man, the bring the band record was the second record he brought to me. He had another record called Forward. And I, I did a tour called the Art of Freestyle Tour. And he went with me and he performed it a couple of times. And I told him, I was like, yeah, that, that Forward record is just cool, man. Yeah, see. And she, he went back to the studio and he came. And she, he came and they were bringing a band. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's all right. And then I said, play it one more time. He played it again. And then I said, okay, I need a language. You can corner the motherfucking, the fucking band, the band market, the fucking college, the high school. Ah. Like, like, and so that's, that's what it, what we did. And so he, right now he's currently on Beat Kings, Ratchet and Savage tour. They going to a whole bunch of colleges and shit. And, uh, we about to put his video out. Uh, Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, we gonna put out, yeah, we gonna put out the bringing the band video on the same, man. But yeah, that shit is crazy. Bringing the band. Bringing the band. 
is a fan, but I don't play by my bands. Bring in the band if you won't play with my hands. In the black loose in it, bring in the band. Let me warn you in advance. I do not play with that fans. Bring in the band. I'll make a call to the clan. Make sure with tubers in hand. Bring in the band. Play safety, which safety you still gotta. Um, it's like being a quarterback of the defense too, to a certain degree, because you see everything, so you gotta see the angles. And just like how you said with uh, with Freon, right? So you was able to kind of say, okay, well, play the colleges and stuff, because then you can use that, like, because they, you, we know these southern schools, they do the battle of the bands and stuff all the time. So clearly, yep. you business minded. The the Forbes list of rappers uh, came out this year. And and when we gonna walk through some of these things, flip, you know what I'm saying? So you just let us know, you know what I'm saying? Um, how much we don't want to get too in your business. We don't want to be in your pockets. Grown men don't count other men's pockets. But I think it's important, like on this show, because we all about trying to empower the community and stuff. So I read somewhere that a successful millionaire has more than seven streams of income, right? And I think that we also need to see as other possibilities for entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that about you, because, I mean, I read back in the day, like, you had your clothing line. This was early on. Like, one, you always been business savvy and stuff, but you was one of the first ones to have your clothing line early. You was one of the first ones to jump off into the liquor game, right? And I read, too, that you got a new liquor deal with Bel Air, along with the Lucky Nights, man. So tell us a little bit about that. Ah, uh, man, you know, i just been maneuvering, man. I got my own liquor called Lucky Nights, and... And I did a deal with, you know, Bel Air, you know, to promote, you know, promote the brand. I drink, I drink this shit all the time. So, you know, did a situation with them, man. And then I got some MMA fighters and some boxers and app deals and a book out called Don't Let the Music Industry Fool You. It's okay. on Kendo and iTunes and a tattoo shop in San Antonio. We got DJ Jerry at Jerry Stowe. That's in Austin, Texas. So, you know, I'm just dibbling, dabbling, diversifying my portfolio. Right, clearly, clearly. So, so let me ask you this then. For the boxing and the MMA, what made you want to get into that? Uh, I used to box. Okay. And, yeah, and I did martial arts for eight and a half years, almost nine years. So, you know, I mean, I've been in front of camera stages, rings, and octagons all my life. Okay, now... Again, so mind you, Flip, like, I'm 29, right? And I know I'm probably keep bringing up all this old shit, right? So so forgive me, because I told you, I, I, I'm young. I grew up a fan. On Death Jam Vendetta, man, your character was one of the hardest characters to fight. It was some Bruce Leroy shit, man, J jumping and diving all over the place. So that shit was that, that shit was inspired by the real Flip then. Yeah, bro, that's what everybody used to tell me when that shit came out. <laughs> Nah, for real, you know how you gotta turn, you gotta pause the game, your mama call you downstairs and eat, and then you like, man, you come back upstairs, like, I don't know if I wanna play this shit no more tonight, man, I might just finish it tomorrow and stuff, you know, I don't know, cause I can't beat this boy, and it's making me mad, cause it was like early on in the game, too, Yeah. I stopped listening to you for like a month, till I heard you on another 3-6 song, but I mean, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> But so so you said also you got the jewelry store. Now that's up in Austin? Uh, yeah, that's in Austin, Texas, man, the state capital. What what made you pick Austin? Um, one reason is, you know, I'm good good, 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 good family members. King Johnny, he made majority of the screwed up click jewelry, like that's who made all our jewelry and stuff and I didn't want to compete with my brother, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I decided to partner up with somebody who was in Austin, man, and, you know, let King Johnny do what he do, and, you know, we'll take over Austin, man. So, you know, we just not competing with our family members. Right. I mean, I think that that one, I'll say this, because I've been up to Austin a couple of times. I love the vibe up there, right? It's real artsy, right? Um, yep. I only bring that up. Because I saw in the documentary, and you're a man of like a thousand talents, man. You like the most, it, that, all right. You might be, your next project, after you do the King Joint, the most interesting man in America. It's this idea, just throw it out there. I ain't going to charge you nothing for that. Um, But uh, I saw in the documentary, man, you like to paint. Yeah, I love to paint. 
Now, when I first read that, right, like, because, you know what I'm saying, I, I talked to AJ, and he was sending me stuff, and I'm like, flip like the paint, and I thought it was just going to be some, like, some finger, like, paint type on board. It's not, nah, like, you was really legit, like, up there getting it, and then, like, when I saw that you, you utilized your, uh, your art and put it on your t-shirts and everything and, as part of your clothing, like, how did you get into the painting? Well, I started drawing when I was little. Like, my dad, he drew. Uh, my uncle used to always draw. He would always have, like, shit around the house, drawing, like, everywhere and shit. And I just always used to draw, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, all my Terry, my my grills, my dope, all them throwback jerseys I used to have on. I used to draw them jerseys. My album covers, I would draw them. Okay. Like, I just would always draw my shit up, man, so... I think we need a. I think we need a rap comic book, man. Like I, I, I mean that that's something that you should look into. Just a suggestion, man, because like you know, it, it's and I only say that because like you think about the inner city, right? Like I went to a, a arts high school for communications and stuff, right? But they start they try to close our school down. Like they, is, if you don't play sports, if your sports team ain't good, then they like trying to shut it down. They get rid of the music programs. They get rid of the art programs. And it's a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, that's talented in those areas, but we don't have the resources to to bring that out, like to bring that potential out of us. So can you tell us a little bit more about your art over drugs movement? Well, I just feel like, like with the kids, man, like a lot of times, a lot of kids, they wait, they wait till they in high school to kind of figure out what they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so it's more like giving these kids a head start. Well, we give them paint, canvases, and then we teach them how to have art auctions and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that want to do acting, we provide them with acting coaches to help them act. Um, and the ones that want to play instruments, we get them with, you know, other musicians that, that give them classes and teach them how to play instruments. So once they start getting good enough, then we provide opportunities to get them in commercials and, you know, movies and just different little things, man. Like we just give, like trying to show the kids, like, hey, man, you can be making money at 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. You can. You can be more responsible with your money. You can even help your own mama with some of the bills. You know what I mean? So yeah. we just, instead of being slow, we giving them a head start. I mean... I think that's important. What I tried to do before I moved to Houston, I've been down here like four years. So I used to volunteer at like the Boys and Girls Club. Because I'm the first person like in my family to uh, to finish college. And um, it's Detroit, man. Detroit tough as hell, man. So I, my first job, I was like 13. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I had, I was buying Adidas and like paying my own phone bill when I was like 13, 14. But like when you when you learn these things early, it kind of prepares you and sets you up. Like as you get older, it, it gives you a sense of accountability and responsibility. But also, it helps you find who you are. You feel what I'm saying? Yep, and and it puts you in a mind frame to not let people, you know, shortchange you up. Try to bribe you to to do something for mm -hmm. crimes. You know, when you're used to making money on your own, you know, most people, if you said, hey, man, I'll give you $500 to, you know, shave your head ball, like, to some people that's 13, they might be like, oh, hell yeah, let me go, come on, shit, nah. But a person who, who didn't made $500 in a, in a day, you know what I'm saying, or in a few hours, whatever they, they work and trade is, you can't be easily persuaded. You're like, man, five hundred dollars, man. I make that. Hey, I can keep my hair, and, and you know. So yep. I just feel like, you know, that shit trains you, man. Gets you way more prepared for the world, and that's, that's dope. So congratulations, bro, to being the first person to graduate from college. That's your family. Nah, I, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it's like I tell everybody, man, it's all about integrity. And to your point, somebody throws some money in your face, man, your integrity costs way more than that. That's what my granddaddy used to tell me. But 
I do want to talk. So clearly, clearly you connected to the community, man. So tell us more about what it was like getting your own day in Houston. How did that make you feel? Ah, uh, man, it, it was a dope feeling, man. Um, I got a day in Padre Island as well, like four years ago. That's where okay. all the spring breakers go party. Wait, tell me, tell me, tell me. How'd you get to? Well, you must have got some epic, and you ain't got to tell us. But how'd you get to Padre? I, Houston, I get community efforts and this and that. How'd you get to Padre Island? Did you take the slabs down there and like party and shut it down like two weekends in a row? So how you get a day on South Padre, man? I've been doing doing concerts in Padre since I was like sixteen, seventeen, okay. and um, like we just been going out there. And then one of my third times doing Padre, I actually went with D Twelve. Like we had a big concert. This when D Twelve first came out, mm -hmm. and uh, so like I just brought a lot of awareness to that community and money and tourists came out and we, we did things with the mayor, went to the schools and, and gave away stuff. And, you know, I mean, any city I go to, man, you know, I, I try to reach out to the people. I don't believe in going to people's cities and not trying to help the community. Like, I, I go to people's cities and network with the artists and different people, street cats, shit. We just figure out ways we can make money together and make moves together. Yeah. So, 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 so I got to ask you then, so speaking of that, you got another song called Street Doctor with the original AJ. Um, on that song, right, AJ mentioned Oklahoma, and they said, uh, is this true? Like, you getting your own street up in Oklahoma? Yeah, I, I met a mayor of one of the small towns. I was supposed to get it this year because he wanted to do a festival and stuff like that. So I, he pushed it back to next year or whatever, but yeah. So I'm going to announce it once it, once it happens. Okay. But that's Stab who's in the ass, so if you don't jack, I'm so strapped. Beat on my lap, not nigga, hold that. Gotta lick it, Oklahoma, save on a thousand somers. Never trust new niggas, so you know I'm stepping on it. Got a nigga in the deep, say he want that Arizona. Before I leave the crib, my Bible and that pistol on me. Shout out Tony, yeah, we leaning. Marlboro Center, he a heathen. Got me busting dying checks, more money, payment keening. It's drought season, niggas red and niggas yeah. I got act, I'm original for a reason. You want a pint of lean, I'll have it to you in the hour. I'm busting down scripts, fuck over the counter. Street doctor, I'm Doobie Houser. I said, street doctor, I'm Doobie Houser. Man, you can miss me with that bullshit. Man, you selling K-Row and trying to play me like that. That'll get you a halo. You shoot guns like Halo. Run up, I let them have I it. I sold work to my uncle. I'm a motherfucking savage. We got all the codeine and all the tabs and shit. You got the cash for flip, let's do the math and dip Fuck you mean? I've been a trill, nigga, that ain't activist in your cup That's been a drill, nigga I, I, I smoke, I got a vaporizer, nigga This muddy cup feel like a horse tranquilizer, nigga Been down in Jacktown, I had a lot of work And yeah, my nails clean, but I'm still doing dirt and with the Glock behind the arc, I shoot better than dirt. So pay me what I'm worth, but we go take you off this earth. I'm still trapping. I got a billionaire mind state. I'm Doogie Hauser. I increase the crime rate. You want a pint of lean? I'll have it to you in an hour. I'm busting down scripts. Fuck over the counter. Since we're talking about Oklahoma, man, are you or are you not upset that Melo didn't come to Houston? I'm not gonna sound upset. I, I, I wish you, you know, I wish you would have came, mm -hmm. you know. But I know it's a business, and I know anything can happen. And uh, who knows? Hell, you know, I think he only signed a one-year contract. So who knows if he stay in Oklahoma or if he come to Houston, man? But I'm glad to see he's able to get out and and, and do something different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now he's playing next to Russ. Uh, all I know is I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this new NBA season. There's been a lot of trades, a lot of shakeups, man. And how, how you think the Rockets gonna do this year, Flip? I feel like we gonna do. I feel like we gonna get further than we got last year. Um, like you got the and Harden and Reza and Nene, but. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the West is definitely competitive. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still trying to be a Houston Rockets fan. It's hard for me because, you know what I'm saying, I grew up a Pistons fan. But I feel like the Rockets is the same as Detroit where they, like, those forgotten, like, back in the day when y'all won back-to-back championships, we won back-to-back championships. But everybody, if you knock the Bulls or the Spurs or the Lakers or Celtics, they just kind of ignore you like you ain't nothing. And it's like, hold on, now the Rockets was the shit back in the day and they popping now, so you got to watch for them every year. Yeah, like I said, it's gonna be interesting, man. Cause Harden can ball, man. He can hoop, man. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I feel like every team kind of got some, some little upgrades. It's gonna be a a way more competitive season, man. Shit got shaken up with all these trades. Yeah. So, so speaking of shakeups, then finally. Uh, the Texans put Deshaun Watson in, man. What's your thought about the Texans and how you think they're going to uh, shape up this season? I feel like they should keep him as a starter, man. I feel like, you know, he, he got he got what it takes. He got some talent. You know, he can run the ball. Um, I feel like, man, we're going to do better. I feel like this going to be the best year. Uh, man, I hate that, you know, Arian Foster uh, retired and shit, man, yeah. but but yeah, I feel like this is gonna be a great year for the Texans, man. So you know, I mean, overall, man, I just feel like it's gonna be a good year for Houston. Houston is a popping city. That's one of the things that that um, that motivated me to want to move here. And but back to you. So being part of Texas, being like part of that culture, and being uh, an original member of the Screwed Up Click, being the youngest member of the Screwed Up Click, I'm saying you got another song called Screwed Up. Can you tell us about that and like what was it like to kind of did you listen to some old stuff to kind of draw inspiration up? Like what made you want to come up with that song? Man, I just felt like there's a lot of people that's that's stealing like stealing our shit. Mm-hmm. Like screwed up click shit, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people stealing our shit, man and um like when it comes to, like I was talking to you earlier, the double cups and the grills and the, everybody screwing up their records, making songs called Screwed Up and Chopping Screw, you know, it's different shit, but nobody's donating any money to DJ Screw Family or to the Screw Shop. Right. And so, that's why I'm the hook. I say, if you ain't from Texas, then you ain't screwed up. You know, I'm just basically on that bench, just, just letting them know, like, hey, man, you know, you want to copy our shit, you know, just come drop off a, a donation at the Screw Shop. Donate some money, you know, just donate. Pay homage, drop some of that money out, man, to, to the people in the screw shop. You know, the screw shop will always be open because all the screwed up click members, you know what I'm saying, that's doing shit, like, we still put money into it and help out and put out shirts and CDs there and we break bread. You know, we do different things for the screw shop to keep this shit going, man. And, you know, that's how it go. I mean, most definitely because one thing that... That's the legacy of Screw. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing to watch y'all, you know what I'm saying, keep it going. So, 
you know, this is one of the last questions I got for you, because I know you're busy, man. Again, thank you for taking the time. But what do you feel that that your legacy, what is Lil Flip's legacy? And like, and like, what is it now, and what do you want it to be? Uh, just a person who, who, you know, screw count, he called and crowned me the freestyle king, and a person who lived up to his name, a person who came in the game as a CEO, a person who refused to be a slave, a person who has integrity, mm-hmm. a person who never sold his soul and sold 23 million albums, 13 million ringtones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a stand-up king, you know? And uh, I show respect and give respect. And I'm Hollywood, not Hollywood. Talk Eddie. to him, Flip. Talk to him, Flip. <laughs> All right, man. We definitely appreciate you joining us, man. For the listeners out there, man, give them your social media one time so they know where to follow you at. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's the same shit, Lil Flip Seven One Three. My Facebook is Lil Flip, aka Flip Gateson. To all the fans, man, if you fucking with the bitch on the man's home, man, make sure you go to iTunes, buy the song, download it. You know, it's a dollar. It's cheaper than Starbucks coffee, and um. You know, jam that shit, work out to that shit, so we can get these streams. No doubt, no doubt. Man, Flip, thank you. For, it's an honor and it's a privilege, man, to be able to just chop it with you. You know what I'm saying? I know you're busy, man, but I appreciate you coming on the show, dropping some game. You know what I'm saying? And we learned some stuff about you, too, man. That, that's the main thing. We always want to learn more. Nah, not a problem, bro. Anytime, my guy. All right, man. All right, y'all. That was a little Flip. Appreciate y'all for checking out the Ski Tall Listening Series, man. It's your boy, Low Gross. Make sure you check out Inaudible Ruckus every week on Slaughterhouse Radio, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can download the TuneIn app. We also on Apple Podcasts. We on Google Play. You can visit the website, inaudibleruckus.com. Visit slaughterhouse.com. Facebook, you know what I'm saying? We got a page, Inaudible Ruckus Podcast. Follow us, underscore, no, no, in, Inaudible Ruckus underscore podcast. Look at me. Social media out, man. All over the place. Inaudible Ruckus underscore podcast. Phone already blowing up. Um, Twitter, Inaudible R-A-U-C-1. And if you got any inquiries or anything, or if you want to be on the show, man, hit us up. Inaudible Ruckus podcast at gmail.com. Play my theme music. Yeah.